Forward Podcast, yeah. All right. Listen to those sleigh bells slaying. <laughs> the sleigh bells are slaying. Sleigh ride, right? My favorite holidays tune. <clears throat> Excuse me. Happy holidays, everybody. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was awesome. Like I said, hopefully yours was as well. Hopefully you enjoyed whatever your Thanksgiving fair is. Got Christmas coming up, or maybe you have another holiday that you uh, celebrate. I wish you all the best with those. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is. I'm really looking forward to it. It's actually snowing outside. What is that? Come on now. Well, it is December, right? And it's the off-season, but this is not the season of giving. This is the season of getting. Because we're going to get players. <laughs> Racing's going to get some players. Loose City's going to get some players. It's the season of getting, everybody. What are you going to get? Are you going to get something? You know what you're going to get? You're going to get uh, a big hug from me. That's a high five. That <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyway, man, I've got, you know, I have to wait for this next part, though, because it's my favorite part of the tune. It makes me happy. It's uplifting. Aren't you uplifted? Man, my favorite time of year. Here we go. Listen to the lower brass, man. You're dancing. Here it comes. I love this. Alright. And I turned the music off right on that. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That will be racing Louisville and Louisville City FC, as well as our national teams, both men's and women's. Not a whole lot on that this week, but man, we got a lot going on. There is a lot going on. We're getting ready for the NWSL draft. Uh, sans coach. So that's a little bit of a concern, uh, but that's okay, man. Um, we're going to talk about that with Joey as well as a bit of a purge uh, happening with Louisville City. Some some uh, familiar faces are, are going on their own way and we will miss them, but uh, have a lot of faith in this organization. Certainly have a lot of faith in uh, management who did a just a bang up job this year and uh, really looking forward to seeing what uh, what they will be bringing us. Anyway, um, we'll do a little bit of a bit in between Joey's segments because there's two of them. It's going to be fantastic. Great conversation about uh, what's going on with USL and uh, MLS expanding a little bit. So a little bit of a friction probably going to happen there eventually. But anyway, man, let's just get at it. Let's talk to Joey Cecil. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with Joey Cecil getting ready to talk a little off-season racing and Louisville City. Joey, how are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How about I'm yourself? Dizzy. My brain is mush, but we're going to make it through this. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right, brother. First off, let's start with racing. Okay, we got the uh, draft coming yep. up fairly soon, and uh, also we're still uh, we're minus a coach. So uh, why don't you take us uh, in? Why don't you take us on a journey through where we're at with racing? <laughs> so, you know, everything started. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And for us, that was the expansion draft. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> where we know we, but we ended up having five of the fourteen we selected never even suit up for right, us. Right, right, exactly. You know, maybe that maybe that was an ominous sign. Um, <laughs> you know, we still I just still believe we hold the rights to at least two of those five, which have been uh, Elena Kennedy and Caitlin Ford, who never came over, who never came domestically. Right. Okay. Um, then we get to the, the you know then we get to the NWSL. I'm going to call it the first player draft, first year draft. Right. Uh, and we took Emily Fox with the number one pick. Right. Uh, and then Amina Ekic as well, mm-hmm. you know, hometown girl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we opened our existence with, you know, that thrilling 2-2 draw yes. in the Challenge Cup against Orlando with a 93rd-minute equalizer. Yes. Yes. Remember it well. Uh, from Brooke Hendricks off the line, or I should say from the line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we our only other point in the challenge was that just nil-nil draw with Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened into Bissell play with a nil-nil draw. And first win was the next game. Somehow beat Washington mm. in the Amina <clears throat> Eckett show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, came on as a sub and just lit it up with an assist and a goal. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the doldrums, being an expansion team, mm-hmm. and some thrashings by the other teams. Right, and you know what? Let me let, let uh, me jump in there real quick. There, I mean, it, it started out <clears throat> when we before we got to that point. Expectations were, you know, for a lot of people, I thought generally sound. Were you? Where were you at the beginning of this season? Were you saying to yourself, "Let's, let's, you know, maybe we have the, uh, maybe we have the muscle for a, a playoff run or anything like I'll that"? Honest, Did you have any expectations I had at all? Zero, zero mm-hmm. expectations for two reasons: okay. expansion team, and I'll be honest with the listeners, I knew little to next to nothing about the NWSL. Right. right. I would just be completely forthright and honest. Right. And I was, I was sort of the same way in the sense that I was really focused on the business end of it for years. You know, I really just watched, you know, you know, franchises, uh, income, things of that nature, because I wanted to succeed. And but as far as the players and the amount of time I spent watching games was was not much at all. So watching those first couple of games um, was pretty interesting. And I'm not going to say that my expectations were, were had raised a whole lot, but it definitely got my attention. Yeah. You know, I think I think part of that was, though, too. No one knew what we were going to be, how we were going to play. Then the book started getting written. Yes, sir. You know, and it was apparently a pretty easy book. Yeah. You know, we struggled so much midway through that season, mm-hmm. through this season, but but then we had that that glorious moment that was the women's cup. And has anyone's blood pressure come down yet? <laughs> yeah, that was that by by far the highlight of the season for me. You know, we beat Chicago in that hybrid game, whatever you want to call yeah, it. That was weird. Drawing drawing in the in the NWSL game, but winning five four on penalties. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still not sure how Katie McClure's went in. Yeah, really. That was pretty awesome. To this day, little, I still little don't know. Back of the head ping pong, whatever. <laughs> oh. And then we take Bayern all the way to penalties. But unfortunately, and they came all the way over here. And unfortunately, they didn't know that they bought a ticket to the Katie Lund show. Yeah, really? Uh, you know, the 11-shot shootout, which ended keeper versus keeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the highlight of the season. I'm going to say overall for the Louisville City soccer culture community. It was pretty heavy. No doubt about uh, it. Getting that. And then we hit an then we hit another low point. Sure did. August thirty first, mm. Christy Holly announced out due to cause, yeah. and O'Connor said to the media, "quote was done to protect the culture Jeez. surrounding the club," and nothing else has been said since then. Really? Mm-hmm. And we in steps youth guru Mario Sanchez, who admirably filled his role, but as you know, as we know, he should be back with the youth players. That's where his skill set is. Right. You know, we're still kind of looking for that coach now, mm-hmm. but we ended the season on a high note. Five points from three games and some much-needed fight yeah. out of that squad. And great attendance to end out the year. Absolutely. 
you know. So just some wrap-up points on, on the racing season. 22 points from 24 games. Ninth out of 10. Dear God, how bad was Kansas City apparently? With how bad we played midway through the season and we still knocked and edged them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the most successful UN- NWSL expansion team by points. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fox was named second team all NWSL. Mm-hmm. We had 21 goals in 24 games and the fewest shots in the league by 50. And we also, well, we gave up the most goals to at 40. Yeah. So going into the offseason, we still have the biggest question, which is who's going to be in charge. Yep. We can talk roster till we get blue in, you know, blue in the face, but that means nothing until we have a coach. Yeah, and let me start with that real quick. Uh, the first question, I, I mean, I believe the draft is only about a week away, right? Let's see here. Um... I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, t- the expansion draft will take place on the 16th, and draft day is, uh, is on the 18th. So we are 11 days, 11 days away. Okay, so we've got 10, 11 days. But, well, technically 11 days from the draft, but only nine from deciding who we want to protect. Jeez. Now, we've had that conversation yeah, a couple times. Um, yeah. Again, we could be blue in the face discussing who we, we would we would protect as well. Right, right, right. But I, I guess my, my, my first question is, the, first, well, not even a question. First comment: Emily Fox um, has been a godsend to this team because mm-hmm. that is someone, one of these these core players that you can build around. Um, mm-hmm. That that was a and also r- mm-hmm. real quick point. Let's not forget to give her a shout out for her women's team yeah, follow up and women of the match honors yep. and that midnight middle of the night game mm-hmm. in Australia against Australia. Yeah, man. So uh, apologize. Continue there. <laughs> but the uh the whole deal with with her um being uh, uh you know having a youth player come in or a young player come in as a draft pick and have that kind of impact certainly when it felt like you know position wise she adjusted a little bit more towards the end of the season a- mm-hmm. and um that is that's a great uh that's a great linchpin to start things off with i think you know Agreed. you know and we do have some younger players and we also have that core of three or four players that we're really looking forward uh, obviously, Nadia is a huge question mark because I mean she's saying sure. she's coming back, and I would not. I mean, there's no reason to doubt her because she's a you know she's she's a very powerful player, um, and she has a very powerful personality as well. We really really need her. I think we need yeah. Nadia here because she lo- she apparently loves the club based on her based on her posts. I mean yeah. she's a big fan of the club, and she'll she'll keep coming back as long as people keep talking smack on social media too. <laughs> yeah, man. If we have to, we'll start some burner accounts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's been done before, but I'm saying we can do it. Yeah. And I, I, I guess the next thing for me out of that is the, getting the defense taken care of. And that starts with the keeper. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering if, if we have our number one now. What do you think? I just don't know yeah. with how much they auditioned Katie Lund at the end of the yeah, season. You know, you don't know, but I do know that one of our nine players we protect has to be a goalkeeper. Oh, okay. You know, right. I think it's got to be one of them. They can't protect. I, I would not be mad at all if, if Michelle comes back. Right. Oh no, 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 no. Um, but you know, they just gave Katie such an extended run. Mm. You just don't know. And also it all go also boils down. I hate to keep being that guy. Go boils down to the coach. Yeah, man. He may want to wash, you know, just only keep three or four people. Right. And just say, you know what, I want to rebuild here, uh, which I would disagree with, but we don't know yet. <laughs> right. Um, you know, they also did a great job of having the goalkeeper camp here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I did, see camp that. Here. I did see that. Um, you know, we're going to have the second and fourth pick of the draft, which essentially means unless something goes screwy, we have the pick of the litter mm-hmm. for whatever we want to grab. Right. Um, and I don't think a goalkeeper would be that high, but you just never know. Again, we don't know. Right. 
It's just so many question right. marks. And that's where I'm, you know, I'm saying, I, 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 the our defensive situation was really rough at times last year, and yeah. I don't see how you don't address that first. But you never know. You know, I'm I'm hoping that they they address that the most, if that makes any it sense. It has to. Yeah, you have to. Right. You have to, because you know we're going to assume if we're going to keep nine, mm-hmm. the majority of those nine are going to be in that attacking right. area of the field. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, just just the quick list you've already named was Nadia. Yep. You know, we'd be looking at maybe an Ebony Salmon. Yep, definitely. You know, CC yep. Savannah, um, and then you know those are the for sures on arguably. I would put Mc- with Emily, of course. I don't know why we you know we already mentioned Emily Fox. What but, about McCaskill? I mean, that's that. You know, uh, I mentioned Savannah. Oh, you did. You did say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You got those five, and I mean that's our attack. Right. Right. You know, and you know, I I know you're a huge fan of Shayna yes, Matthews. Absolutely. I would not mind seeing her come absolutely. back at all. I think you got to keep someone like an Amina Ekic too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if they will because she had such a small, you know, small small sample size. Yeah. You know, and then if you're going to keep a defender besides Emily Fox, maybe you look at like a Gemma Bonner. Yeah, that would be maybe. But she struggled a lot towards the end of the season too. Yeah, you, you know, with, with she struggled, but you know. Defensive struggling is usually a team effort. Agree. You know, I, so I, I'm wondering if she had a little bit more support. Maybe, maybe there'd be a little mm-hmm. bit more that shines through on the positive side. Sure. You know, but I, I mean, if I was for, I mean, I'm the truth. I mean, you know, as a pure defender, she's about the only one that I think I'd really definitely keep. Agreed. No, I agree you with know? that. And you know, you 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 know you you've been the advocate for the defensive line. Yeah. I've been throughout the season. I've been the advocate. We need a central midfielder too. Totally two. agree. There's Someone in front of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the offseason resources, unless we come across a you know just some kind of spectacular offer yeah. uh, or, or someone falls into our lap, we need to be hauling in defenders and central midfielders. Yeah, we do. I agree. You know, and and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you can address all of that through the draft, right? right. And things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's got to be step one and two for whoever is going to take over. I agree, and we haven't talked about this a whole lot, um, but I, I want to bring it up because it's it's very relevant. Um, I, I don't know if players are are as if there's if there's a hesitancy uh, to to be a part of this league for two reasons. Number one, the mess that they went through in the front office. We've you know that's been documented, and what a joke that turned into. But man, I'll tell you what, it sounds like these European teams are starting to throw some cash around. Yeah. And, and you know, if if you can make a living, like a, a secure living playing on a squad in Germany or England, as opposed to, you know, you need your side hustle, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, there comes a point. I, I mean, I'm, I, w- I don't judge anybody. Look, everybody wants to make their living. Of course, you want to see everybody stay yeah. here. And I'm not going to judge anybody if they go. If they go, if somebody throws, waves some money, and you're a professional player, and you're 23 years old, and you got your whole life ahead of you, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. But man, I'm I'm wondering, you know, a percentage of of how much of an issue that's going to be keeping players here in the future, and I, and a lot of that's rounded up with 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 NWSL's massive issues that they've had uh, this last season. I don't know where you are with that. I think part of it is going to have to be. It's almost a club by club basis too. Yeah, it's true. You know, because you know there there, there are some clubs who are going to be able to attract those players to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, because <clears> they <throat> have good relationships. Uh, you know, they, they they they've shown to be the good clubs, and I don't just mean on the field. Yeah, 
Totally agree. Off the field as well. But there are so few of those right now yeah. in NWSL mm-hmm. um, that as a whole, if you if you had those offers and they're competing offers, right. why would you not go to Europe where this is less of an issue? Yeah, I just... At least that we know about. Right, right, right. You so know? I don't know. I mean, that's, that, that, those are my, my two big concerns are obviously, the, I think everybody's big concern is who's going to run this league. <laughs> you yeah. know, and how yeah. they're going to take care of the business they need to take care of, which we've talked about before. And yeah. the second thing is, is, is this money? I, I mean, it talks. And if you're a, y- a young player, you know, I don't know. I, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping and praying that that's not going to be the case. But we'll see, yeah. I guess. You know, I don't know. You know, I guess, you know, on, on a positive note, mm-hmm. for racing's sake, you know, we've got the second and fourth picks. Yeah. Got a great young core. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, great attendance to end the year. Yes. And the last the last thing they need, can we just get a realistic schedule? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> no more no more Sunday at no. noon. In August. Or, or some 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 off the wall junk like that. <sighs> That's another thing they need. I think that, that would have helped throughout the season too was more fan support and this is not being critical of the no, fans, no, this no. is critical of the schedule. Right. The schedule has a lot to do with it. And there's one more thing we really have to touch on it. It's really the money thing too. TV contract that is going to have yeah. play a huge role in, yeah. in what this turns into because the the final was pretty well viewed from what I understand they had a great viewing for, yeah. for I think it was about four hundred seventy five thousand which is a fantastic number uh, considering you know um, there might have been a little more but the, the, I mean that might have just been a domestic number but it was a, it was a solid number and everybody was happy with it um, looks like five hundred thirty four thousand right 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 right. So, you know, that that's a good jumping off point, hopefully, for to get something going next year and, and to get some sort of TV contract that gets them off Twitch. And just you know and also just off Paramount Plus. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, like you know, just 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 some something regular. Right, right. You know, even if it something more than game of the week. Yep. I agree. So we'll see how that goes, man. But overall, uh, I really want one more shout out to the supporters. They were fantastic this year. Yeah. They yes, really, they were. really were. Yes, they were. And, and to be second in attendance, um, and, and uh, the atmosphere in the stadium for the games that I went to were fantastic. Minus the one game where it was ninety eight degrees out in August, there wasn't much of an atmosphere because oh. everybody was melting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you couldn't blame anybody. No, everyone was scrunched into the one stand. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, it was fantastic. They did a great job this year. Congrats to yes. uh, Lavender Legion and everybody else that was a part of it. Uh, yes, and amen. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that's got it for racing. Good man. I hope that uh, you know. I wish them the best next year, and we'll, we'll be there. Hopefully, it'll be bigger and better. So now Agreed. we move on to uh, a bit of a purge <laughs> uh-huh. here at Louisville City, um, which I guess happened about a week ago. Not even a few days ago. Um, yeah. Please take us through it. So before we get to the to the purge and the and the raid alarms and all that going off, <laughs> yeah. we started with a purge. That's true. At the beginning of the That's year, absolutely true. One man. game into the season, yeah. <laughs> John Hackworth and the team part ways. Unbelievable. And and the club had come to a mutual agreement to end his contract after one game. Still a bigger mystery than the Loch Ness monster with a side of Bigfoot sprinkled with some Area Fifty One, followed by a dessert of Where's Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Well, Jimmy Hoffa, I could help you. No, I won't tell you about it. <laughs> All things we're never going to get answers to. Oh, my Lord. Uh, still to this day, just not <laughs> non-disclosure agreements everywhere. But yeah, after one game, John Hackworth leaves Louisville City. Man. And you're thinking, <clears throat> what is going to happen next? Right. Well, what happened next was we led the league in attendance. Yeah. 
151,794. Tremendous stuff. An average of 10,120, and that was with three restricted games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic job. I mean, it's a great point since we're talking about racing and Louisville City. It's a great bridge right now. Man, kudos to the staff this year. Really, yes. overall, our front office did a phenomenal job this year, certainly at the end of the season. I mean, when you start yes. talking about the, the championship here and then the, uh, the you know, flying people down to Tampa and all through the season, yes. man, they managed these seas because this whole COVID thing and all the other stuff that was going on too with the social issues and everything like that, important things, but they managed it well. I thought they did a really yeah. good job with it. So to Brad and to all the owners and everybody like, like that, uh, that are yes. in that organization, Bravo. congratulations. Yeah, Bravo. So, uh, c- congrats as well to uh, our two members who made USL first team, uh, Sean Toach and Jonathan Gomez, yeah, Jogo. Toach made it with leading the league in passes by 375. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> at 2,266. I'll be honest, I-, I love me some Hulk. Yeah, man. But I was very, it was very curious that that, that, that Toach made first team in my book. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think he had a, I think he had a less than career year right i can't argue what that. we know for sean toach right but there were times that uh, it was the times that he was this you know some of the passing issues that happened early and stuff like that it's you know what it is i think it's so glaring when those little when they're not little mistakes but when those few mistakes happen versus the vast majority of the time when he's just you know he's at the rudder just dealing with it sure no you sure know, so again i i had no big qualms with him making it right. it just seemed it just was not one of his exemplary years as normal. Right, right. He has such a high standard to meet. Absolutely. That's the thing. Uh, you know, Cam makes second team because apparently 21 goals isn't good enough. <laughs> and then just, no, no, the real criminal the real criminal injustice here is Brian Ownby still has never made an all-USL team, and he tied for second in the league in assists. Makes you sick to your stomach. I, I, this is one I of the most how? impactful players in the league. And it's just, it's almost like he's an afterthought. And it's just not fair, bro. I don't, you know. I mean, I just, I still don't get it. I even, I even had like, we had to go double check and make sure somehow Brian Olme had never made an all USL team. And in this one of his best seasons and one of his healthiest seasons ever. Right. Dude can't catch a break. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, You know, we, we, we did snag some hardware on behalf of Jogo winning young player of the year. Yes, we did. Uh, very, very well deserved. Was up for defender of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he also, on top of that, got to got his first official U.S. men's call-up. Yes. Uh, and, 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 we'll be he- and, and we'll be heading out with the Fighting Burhalters for, for, for a friendly coming <laughs> the up. Fighting Burhalters. <laughs> um, and it's just interesting, you know, the discussion there between the U.S. men's national team, I believe, uh, listed him as Louisville City FC, whereas MLS, when they released the roster, listed him as Real Sociedad. Yeah. Uh, because they can't just let anybody have anything. Nice. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, overall as a team, we were second most most goals in the league with sixty five. Wow. You know, forty goals given up. That's our second most in team history. Mm-hmm. You know, we did we did hit on that where the defense was a little bit of an issue at times. And somehow, I do not know, we were one of only two teams without a red card. You know what? With that's all amazing. The issues we had, we were one of only two teams without. That is one. amazing. We didn't have a red card all year. Wow. Nope. Didn't even and think then we about got that, but, man. but we did get Landon Donovan sent off. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, uh, just having him know, at the stadium a, was pretty cool. We started a rivalry of sorts with FC Tulsa. Yep. All four of those games were fun, even if we lost two of right. them. 
you know, we had the Jake Davis saga against Sporting KC too. <laughs> you know, that's what you get for for trying to for, oh, for trying to shush what a dumbass Scouts house and then tripping, fell on his ass, and then yelling at us after they after they went ahead and and then just you know, oh, don't write checks you can't cash. Uh, Oscar and Cam tried to find him after the game, and he couldn't be reached for quotes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think he's still face down on the turf, sobbing. <laughs> uh, you know, probably one of our moments of the season. Cam from way downtown. Yeah. I mean, if he's, it's one of those. If crazy. he's in his side of the field, his, our, our attacking half of the field, he's in range. Mm -hmm. He proved it. Well, you know, wow. the more I watch that, the more I, you know, the, I, you know, I thought it was like a one hundred percent flub by the keeper. But when you no, consider the weather and the fact that it was a pure knuckleball, no. I think it was moving. It was moving. That had some ridiculous movement at the end of it. Just unbelievable. That had some, that had some Tim Wakefield movement really? on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good reference there. For those who don't know, that's a knuckleball that, pitcher. Really? Cross sport, sports oh crossover my there. Gosh. Uh, <clears throat> definitely now have a rivalry with Birmingham. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and how sweet it was when Hopano sealed the Central Division title. Oh. Unbelievable! One of those last few great moments. Yeah, man. There and we had plenty of them this year. I mean, there was there was some some great stuff, and then you know, you know. Ahead, I'm sorry. Say, ahead, real quick, we played in the toughest division in USL. No Nothing was that. No other division was as close as ours. My Coming gosh. down to the final day, and I think that was game of the year. Was Birmingham away to win the Central Division title or the Sporting KC four three? Yeah, man. I'm going to say Birmingham away just because of everything that was on the line. That was on the line. Yep. Can't argue that. And so, so now we got our off season. Mm -hmm. What does Danny want to do? What's his identity and vision? And it started with the purge alarms going off. Yeah, you know, returning officially as of right now, uh, Cam Ownby, Corbin Bone, uh, JT Camara, Matsoso, McCabe, Carlos Mogul, the Winders, Oscar, and Toach. Yep. Officially gone, not being renewed or being offered a contract in any way, shape, or form. Um, Simon LaFerre, Pat McMahon, Swahi, Akil Watts, Kyle Gregg, uh, Jam, and, uh, Antoine Hopin. Yeah, man. That was the only no one that I had away, a real... No more away goals on the road to kill people. Yeah, that was the only one that I was a little wondering about. I, I, you know, he, he had such, he had, he was so impactful yeah. when he played and, and it just seemed like, you know... Having that spark plug when you needed it, and having that card, in the, you know, that you could pull out from your sleeve, it, it, yeah. it seemed like, um, you know, I almost thought that that would be a lock. But you also wonder, like, how many of these <clears throat> were hacks guys, guys he brought in. That's true. You know, and that That's was true. one of yes, them. it was. That's, That's one correct. of the first moves he made. That's correct. Uh, so our questions up in the air now. Mm -hmm. uh, they were not listed officially on that first release in any way, shape, or form. They're up in the air. Paulo Sharpie. Tyler Gibson, Jimmy McLaughlin, Jorge, and um, Parker. Yeah. So as of right now, we do not have a keeper on the roster with Chris Hubbard mm -hmm. uh, retiring. Right. That was a bit of uh, to, to 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 be with his wife yep. uh, as she goes on to start her career out in Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, and what is it with us and young goalkeepers retiring? No man. <laughs> between between Chris and Scott Goodwin. Yep. But you know, <clears throat> at least both did it for great reasons. Yeah. Really. Um, also, if if I could get Ben Lunt on line one, yeah, that's what I said. The first that was what I tweeted that immediately. Paging Ben Lunt, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, just just because with how uh, he is officially not coming back or returning to FC Cincinnati because FC Cincinnati, yeah, uh, you know, apparently they like to let goals in. I just I don't get it, uh, dude. 
they, they, they don't like talent. I don't get how, I don't know. But hopefully, but their loss will be someone's game. Absolutely. And if they want to stick with Parker, that's fine with me, but I, <clears> I can't see a reason why they wouldn't want to go after Ben. Right. Uh, I think we've already started one of my notes I had on here, which is we have to get younger. No doubt. You know, I thought there'd be a bridge year, but apparently I think we might be starting it now. Mm-hmm. Our starting age in the Eastern Conference Finals was 28, and that was with Jorge and Joe yeah, mixed that's in. Old. That's, it is. You know, and I'm going to say something similar to racing. We got to address that central midfield. Yeah. I don't think we had a natural player mm-hmm. in that position all season. Not having Speedy, I think, was a huge impact this year. Yes, yes. And I think we, we were, were doing makeshift throughout the mm-hmm. year. Trying to cover that gap, yeah, man. And I think at times that's what hurt our defense too, um, was just not having that guy to put out those fires. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think the speedy loss um, was was way more impactful than than um, than I was ready for. Anything else, you know. Yeah. And I think yeah. that when you start talking about the youth movement, you know, this seems like a two year move. Because a lot of these guys that are coming back, I can't see them playing much more than a couple of years. I got to be honest with you. Well, sure. Oscar's <clears throat> up in his. Oscar is, I think, thirty-one or thirty-two. Right. Um, Niles, I hate to, I hate to say that, but not, Niles got to be towards the sure. end. Um, though I did Jam. say, if you want to cut, you try to cut Niall McCabe, I will cut you. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, bring that on, Danny. Absolutely. We know where your Absolutely. offices are. Right, right. I never said that. <laughs> never said that. Uh, Toach is thirty. Yeah. Um, you know, McCabe's up there, uh, Corbin bones. That's another player. I mean, he's been around forever. Right. Um, what was he? He was 33. I think. Yeah. yeah he's 33. <clears throat> um, so at some point, yes, mm-hmm. I think this will be part of a bridge, right. but man, they, they, they cut some immediate, um, yeah. man, the cupboard's thin. Yeah, it is. You know, I, you know, you gotta wonder what we're going to do with our outside back situation yeah, since true. we only have one right that's now. Huge. And it's Oscar who struggled to stay healthy right. this year. He's also, he's not—he's a little long in the tooth too. Yes, he is. Who's going to partner with Toach? Because all we you know, we—we've got just just him on the roster right now. Central defender and mm-hmm. the and and one of the Winders, right. which I wouldn't be mad. No, I wouldn't be mad if they give the kid a shot. You know, you know, I would not be mad at that at all. But we need depth. He held he, he held his own very well this year. Yes. Yes, he did. He held his own very well. Um, I was very impressed with him. I think, very impressed. I think another place we need youth at desperately is that striker. Yeah. We need an understudy to Cam. Well, we, you know what we need? We need Cam to not be Luke. You know, because, yeah. you know, that ho- that hold-up stuff that he did this year, which I'd never seen him really do before. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's not his game. And I let me tell you something. He was a warrior this year because he Agreed. took a friggin' beating. But you know what? I'll say this, though. That hold-up play he started doing, it showed me a maturity. Right, 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 right. Because previously, if he wasn't getting balls at his feet, Mm -hmm. he'd zone out. You know, he'd start trying to dive and take those easy fouls. But I think this was a year where it somewhat started to click, and he started contributing in different ways besides the score sheet. Totally agree. And I don't mind if he pulls that out every now and then when we're just not clicking. Right. Um, Because he's he's so good at, at... he figured out how to hold up play and then take those cheap fouls, yeah. you know, and that's something he'd been missing. Mm-hmm. And, but we need someone underneath him. Cam's 29. Yeah. He may, he's 29 in age. Right. That, body that body is more ta- like 35, 35 36. 36. He's taking injuries. a beating. That's why I was, almost, uh, I'm not so, going to say I was surprised he's coming back, but I was like, yeah. you know what? If they don't bring him back, it wouldn't be like a huge surprise given the amount of wear and tear that guy's, you know, I, I, you know? I would have been severely surprised. Okay. Um, because he's had, he had one of his best years right, 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 right. Uh, outside of the record breaking year, which is now record tied right. here, yeah. but 
you know, he had one of his healthiest years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, again, he showed some of that maturity. He showed some of that development. Um, and at times he was our attack. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't just let that go, especially if we're going to be bridging to a younger core. Right. right. You got to have someone around who's still going to put balls in the back of the net. You know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is still out there banging goals. <laughs> yes, he is. You know? And he's not exactly spring chicken, but we're not saying Cam is, is Zlatan. We don't want to ever engage that uh, discussion. So last thing we <clears> can hear, actually, it wouldn't be bad Wouldn't be <clears> bad for our listeners and listening rates and views if we called out Zlatan. Yeah, really, but I'll tell you what. That'd be a really good marketing <laughs> yeah, push. Really but I digress. We need a young striker. <laughs> we just need we need our bench to be more effective. It needs also needs to be yeah. more speed and more that's, creativity well, off the bench. My two notes are speed and size, pal. We got to get yeah. younger, and also, you bigger, know, like, and faster. Hopano. You know, losing Hopano, <clears throat> he was at times our only mm-hmm. asset off the bench. Either he or Ownby if they didn't start. Right. You know, we need something off that bench. Yeah, man. And I would love to see young guys come in and fill that role. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big offseason. There's no doubt about it. There's so many spots that need to get filled. But it makes it yes. kind of exciting, you know. And, and um, you know, because we got a little. Because, you know, of, of the guys who aren't currently signed or officially released, you know, I see. I see at least two of them coming back for sure. I see Paulo yep. and I and I could see West Sharpie. Yeah, too. I could see Sharpie coming back. You know, Jorge is out in the wind until Portland finishes their season. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, you know, Gibson, I wouldn't mind seeing him. was he outright released? I think he's still No, he is in the wind. He's in the wind. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing him back I'm here. Pretty sure. Uh I think we just played him out of position. Right. But you he know? had a lot of he I had mean, a lot of grit. Um yeah. you know, he made he made an impact at times. There were times you felt his presence out there. I mean, I would not be, it wouldn't break my heart to bring him back at all. You know? Agreed. I mean, I, I, it's it's someone who's got experience in this league too. Right. And as much as we want to get younger, you cannot throw everyone away right. for, for you. Right, right, exactly. You've got to have mentors. Yep. Um, and yes, just confirming, Gibson was not one of the people who said, good luck, God bless on right. the rest of your journey. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> so he is out the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to get at least at least Paulo back for sure. Um, though again, he's getting up there too. Right. Uh, but it's gonna be very interesting to see coming coming in the near future uh, what Danny's vision is right. and, and and what how he wants to mold this club. It's gonna be something. I'll tell you that right now. It's gonna be crazy. It is. Um, and you know, so I I'm apprehensive apprehensive and, and anxious every time I see Louisville City tweet out, <laughs> uh, hoping to see its news about another roster move. Yeah, man. Did you see the kids so, to finish this up? Did, yes. I thought they were pretty yes. cool. Yes. I don't mind them no, at all. I think they, I think they, they look sharp. I love, I love, I, I'm always a big fan of simplicity. Yeah, man. You know? I hear that. And that, that is fine with me. Yep. You know? I just, I just wish they would have, I just wish they would have replaced the toner and refilled the toner, <laughs> um, you know, on the away jersey. Yeah, but I, I still like it. Uh, I, I mean. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I just had to crack a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and Brad Estes tweeted out, you know, he can't wait to reveal the third kit. And someone tweeted back at him going, well, you are the owner. So, right. you know, you could. Right, 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 right. You could go ahead. If you really uh, want to. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they look, <clears throat> they, you know, they look sleek. Um, <laughs> you know, hard to go wrong uh, on the Louisville City kit department. Right. So. Well, there you go, man. I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, two teams with uh, different needs. Who have had, but some similar, yeah, somewhat some similar, similar as well. Need central midfield, right? Uh, defensive line help do or just readjustments, right? Right. Both got to figure out what the what the he- man and man or woman in charge is going to want to do. Absolutely. 
Totally agree. And I'm, I mean, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching this develop. I have faith in these guys and, 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 and I have faith in them putting something together because there's no reason not to. Agreed. You know, so agreed. I guess unless you got anything else, we're going to take a little break here. What do you think? Yes, that's perfect. Right, let's take a couple minutes and uh, we will be back with Joey in a couple minutes. Okay, we're going to bring Joey back uh, in a couple of minutes. Just a, a little bit of a personal uh, note here. Uh, at the end of the last show, talked about moving. Well, <laughs> the fates have decided that I'm going to be staying here for about six more months. Uh, looks like um, I have to have a review with my job after six months, which will be about four months from now. And uh, they're really not keen on me moving before then. So uh, also have a couple of minor procedures that I have to do. Um, nothing very simple stuff medically, but they have to get done and, uh, figured why do that after I move? So, um, the job may call me to Connecticut or, um, still may move down to Florida. And that's the plan. I still want to move down there, but it may be, it's going to take another six months or so. So it looks like this is going to be my home until July. Um, which is cool because I get to be here for another part of a season. And that doesn't mean I can't come back and uh, see some more games. And we're going to keep doing this show. And I'm going to keep saying thank you for listening. It's really, really awesome that uh, you all uh, take your time to make this part of your week. Really want to thank you. That's enough of me. Let's get back to Joey. Okay, folks, we are back with Joey Cecil. Um, we're going to talk about something that's pretty important. And that is the future, basically, of not just USL over the next few years, but how it fits into the mold of professional soccer on this continent. There are some big changes coming. So, Joey, why don't you steer, uh, and I'll just jump in whenever I, whenever I feel like I can. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, during the mid-year meetings this season, USL President Jake Edwards reportedly set a target of 2026 for a new league format with a focus on differentiating from MLS. Right. Part of the problem is, though, MLS is trying to mimic USL to a degree. Okay. Earlier earlier this week, they they announced the launch of a developmental focused league, yep. uh, which they have now labeled MLS Next Pro, uh, which will be kind of mimicking uh, the USL League One, mm -hmm. uh, with their already MLS Next kind of mimicking USL League Two. Mm -hmm. uh, Next Pro <clears throat> will be applying for D three status, the mm -hmm. same as USL League One. Right. Every MLS team with a lower division team will play in Next Pro and a number of uncapped independent teams. Yep. So it just came out, I believe, yesterday that 21 clubs will be joining in 2022 with eight more MLS affiliated in 2023 mm -hmm. uh, with more promised independent clubs. Got to mention, whoever designed that logo needs to be fired. <laughs> that thing is a joke. Maybe it's the same dude that did the Chicago Fire one. Oh, just, that was oh. a disaster, yo. So speaking, <clears throat> speaking of, of, of rebrands and logos and such, the only independent club of sorts in MLS Next Pro right now will be the rebranded Rochester, New York FC. Yeah, man. The former Rhinos quit playing. They will always be the Rhinos. Man, just such Stop a it. shame. Stop it. I didn't. Uh, I'm... They will be joining uh, as an independent club, the only independent club, but they claim more will come in 2023. Right. Uh, so teams officially gone from the USL championship for the next season, mm -hmm. 2022 season, are the Real Monarchs, yeah. Sporting KC2, and the Tacoma Defiance. Right. Teams officially gone after this after this upcoming season for 2023 are Atlanta United 2, Los Dos, LA Galaxy 2, 
the Sugar Free Red Bulls, and Loudoun United as the DC United Reserve yeah. Team. Related casualties in the last couple <clears throat> of years are the Bethlehem Steel, yep. uh, who sat out last year. Uh, they are Philly Union 2. Yes, they are. Uh, Orlando City B, who also sat out last year to be closer to Orlando City mm-hmm. during the COVID year. Uh, and Portland 2, who also sat out 2021. Yep. Uh, Sacramento is in a state of whatever they are. They're the 29th announced team for 2022, but in 2021, they're placed on indefinite hiatus. Uh, so potentially eight of 31 teams are leaving the USL championship yeah, in the next two years. And on top of that, in terms of USL championship news real quick, the OKC Energy announced they were suspending operations for 2022 yeah. for stadium renovations because apparently Oklahoma City only has one stadium. <laughs> And Charlotte is self-demoting to League yes, One. They are. Uh, speaking of League One, those officially leaving there are New England Revolution Two, Toronto FC Two, Fort Lauderdale CF, who are the Inner Miami Reserve Team, and North Texas SC, who are FC Dallas's number two team. Yeah. They are all leaving and playing in MLS Next Pro this upcoming season. That is a lot of franchises. That's a lot of franchises for now, sure. Now, to be fair, there are some coming in who will be able to. To help with the burden, mm-hmm. um, Detroit City will be coming yep. in to, to the championship. Monterey Bay and Queensboro FC as well at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of League One, Central Valley and Fresno, Lexington will be having a League One team at some yep. point. Northern Colorado and Spokane mm-hmm. uh, as well will have teams at some point. They've also there's been plans on the table as well for teams in Buffalo, Des Moines, and Rhode Island. Right. What was very interesting, though, was some quotes I found from MLS Next Pro President Charles Altchek, mm-hmm. who told Sports Illustrated, MLS is not targeting and doesn't plan on targeting any independent USL clubs for MLS Next Pro membership. <laughs> he doesn't want a, quote, turf war, <clears throat> but how can you say that when developmental resources are about to be as strained as they're going to okay, be? Let me, let me jump in with that now. Okay. Go ahead. Listen to the language. We're not targeting anybody, right? Let me tell you what. I don't have to target you to get you to join my club. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me tell you right now. Um, having I have followed this fastidiously for the last seven eight years. There's no doubt when 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 Don Garber says that he wants all of professional soccer under the MLS umbrella. And he said this about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And Don Garber has never said anything that he didn't try and do. That yeah. means that he's going to try and get all of professional soccer under the MLS umbrella someday. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I don't like sugarcoating this shit because yeah. honesty is the only way to deal with things. One of the biggest things I hate is when people pretend things aren't happening and assuming that they're just going to go away. It's not going away. Go ahead. I agree with that. No, I agree. I think part of the MLS plan has to be to oversaturate the marketplace. Yep. Because the MLS teams can take the hit of their two teams not drawing well. But those USL clubs can't. But it's also interesting you say that because if you look at the marketplace, MLS Next Pro is only competing with USL in three or four. Right. Right. You know, that that's where I think like if you're gonna try and start a turf war, mm-hmm. well you're you're dumb because 
we're competing in three or four of the biggest markets in the country. There's enough, there's enough fans to go around for those two. And there's enough fans to go around specifically. If they go, if USL goes with a tactic that's been reported, they Mm -hmm. might follow up on. What's that? They're potentially planning a switch to the European calendar. Mm -hmm. Fall to spring soccer. They would try to mimic it off the German calendar to include a winter break and a shorter preseason, taking off four to six weeks after Christmas and usually all of January. I think that would really help with this scenario. But the question is, when do we implement this calendar? Right, right. You know, if we're still following the spring to fall, when do we do back-to-back seasons? Right, right. And even before that, keep in mind that, I'm going to go back to Garber and MLS, they're making a major play to basically have all of North America under their umbrella. There's no doubt, absolutely no doubt before 2026, you're going to hear about Mexican franchises in MLS. Yep. yep. So that's going to combine North American league. Right. Yep. There's absolutely no doubt that they want this. He's talked about it. That's why they started that stupid tournament in the first place. And it's one of the things yeah. that just when I look at Garber and and his it, 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 and how how ruthless he is. When they did that first tournament with the Mexican teams, he strategically placed those games in places in the Northeast and in the in, in the Southern Southwest, whatever, that had large Mexican uh, fan bases. Yeah. So sure. you're putting the Chicago Fire in a place of being the away team in their own building, yeah. which is a shitty thing to do. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's just, it's just. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. When you know it's okay, it's, but no, you're fine. But I think you know I think this would be a smart play. USL Absolutely. to follow this schedule because it's going to improve their chances of becoming relevant in the global market. Mm-hmm. Global transfer market would be one of the aims. And then what's the possibility of a TV deal now? Cause we're not going head to head with MLS under this calendar. Right. You know, you're still going to go head to head with college sports and NBA, mm-hmm. but there's no direct domestic soccer competition. Right. right. And this allows those USL markets threatened by MLS and its minion levels mm-hmm. to have a better chance. Right. And it's, you know, because now we're playing when they're not. Right, right. And I think, you know, we've the weather thing we've talked about, and some people have, you know, have yeah. really, and, and, and I'm not even questioning people's concerns about the weather. Right? I'm really yeah. not. I mean, you, you know, when you start talking I'm about. Just, I'm not going to Hartford away. Right. I'm just not doing it. But there's ways to get around it. I'm not saying, I'm not even saying I'm Agreed. advocating, okay? I'm just trying to accept the terrain that we're deployed on here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If Europe can do it, we can do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And one of the things you could talk about is, let's say they did a six-week break. Okay? Let's say they decided yeah. to take a break between Christmas and, say, February, whatever. And they don't play in January. You load up the last month of the, se- of the, of the first half in games in the South and in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And then for yeah. the first month afterwards in February, you do the same thing. So yeah. basically, most of your games are going to be played, you know, your, your home games are going to be played at the beginning of November, maybe, in the North, and then you're not probably going to get a lot of home games until March. Yeah. That's not that bad. That's how I would do it. You know? And, no, I agree. You know, that's a, I there's agree. A, that's, I'm not saying that's an ideal way to do it. I'm not saying that's the way I would want to do it, but I'm saying if this is if you're giving me these popsicle sticks to build something with, this is how I would build it. No, agreed. Big time. You know? And here, and I mm-hmm. th- if you want another popsicle stick in in the arsenal potentially, mm-hmm. 
They are potentially USL is voting <clears throat> during the winter meetings to implement pro rel in the, in their leagues. Right. And I think it would be a tremendous asset Dude. in attracting new markets and new clubs, especially because mm-hmm. that's got to be cheaper than the 200 to 325 <laughs> million dollar MLS entry fee. And with those, oh, with those Mexican teams, when they come in, if you th- side note, three twenty. Side go note. Ahead, go ahead. Side note, you get to still own your own team. Yeah, really. <laughs> Side note. <clears throat> For people that haven't listened to this a whole lot or don't know, you're not an owner in MLS. You're, you're called, yeah. you, uh, the name was Investor the Operator. Franchisee. Right. And the, the, it's, like, it's like someone who owns a, a McDonald's here in right. Louisville. You don't own McDonald's. Right. And your title is you Investor Operator. And, and yes. um, basically, you know, you know, Garber still signs all the checks and signs everything off. Um, this is what now, man, this is, it's not conspiracy theory because you got to sure. think three steps down the road. And here's what I'm thinking. First of all, Edwards is making this for Edwards has what mistakes has he made the last five years? Yeah. You know what I'm saying he's done a good job. Yeah. He saw, he saw the, he saw the light at the end of the tunnel before we knew there was a tunnel. Hear that. Hear that, you know? and, and he he's done a, he's done a good job putting this league and, and steering this league through some through some interesting times. Yes, yes. I mean, just <clears throat> just think about how many years ago we were on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That was where the games were were being broadcast. Right now we're on ESPN Plus. Right. <laughs> Granted, I, I miss YouTube because it was free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but still, I mean, th- this this league now has brand recognition. Yes, it does. It's got name recognition. Yes, it does. And this would be one more step to just creating more legitimacy and buzz right. surrounding the USL. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you know, and another thing that MLS doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, follow, let me follow me with this too. Yes. All right, you're you're doing <clears throat> you're doing a season similar to what's going on in Europe. You have a league in the United States that's that financially, not popularity wise, their their TV draw is still nothing. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've been looking averaging still about 275,000 views a, a game. Dude, that's nothing. Yeah. But they're doing that's why they want the Mexican teams because those Mexican teams will boost the TV ratings. Like j- just in the Southwest you'll get over a million five that watch Mexican Division 1 per game. Yeah. That's just in the Southwest. Yeah. Okay? You and you can't get 300,000 across the country to watch an MLS game. So you bring in those franchises that have a Cruz Azul or somebody like that, and and all of a sudden, your your viewership flies through the window. But here's the thing. Yeah, see, that's well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the thing. The, the the leagues in Europe, they don't want to lose any market share either. <laughs> Be- yeah. They don't want the United because you know they're making a pretty penny over here. If they see a league here that they can align with. They might just knock on somebody's door and say, "Hey, you guys want some help?" Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's gonna, and I think what the, I think that's part of what they meant when when they said, "Well, the USL didn't say this, but this is what all a lot of the articles mentioned was aligning themselves more with the global market, yes. not just in terms of transfers, exactly, but just being globally relevant." So, would would uh, you want to be? Would you want to have like Louisville City? This is what I'm surprised hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't a club in Europe want to come over here and say, you know what? This this is basically unclaimed territory. Why don't we build some sort of affiliation with you? Not a triple A baseball thing, because no, like understood. you know, like Red Bull. Red Bull's organization is tremendous. You know yes. where they have Salzburg and they have the the team in Jersey, but then they have uh, 
Uh, you know, they have four or five teams in their filler group. Yes. But they're all independent in their own way. Yes. Why, Louisville would be perfect for that. Perfect if a European club. And you know what would be... <clears throat> Keep going on that tangent for a second because I've even got an idea. Right, and the thing is, is that if you come over here and you say, "Look, this whole Louisville area is you, the, you know, you all are building the infrastructure anyway, right? Louisville's building the infrastructure. They've got the academy going. You don't have to come up and build anything. You just come up and knock on a door and say, "Hey, look, you know, plop, <laughs> chop some cash and say, yeah. look, we let's talk. What can we do for each other? You know, especially when you have a calling card like Jogo, who's done what he's done." Man, I, there's something about doing that, and then in, from a larger sense, USL somehow aligning with the in, with the international community, playing this game, because I'm telling you, there's going to be some headbutton between the MLS thing and the North America thing versus the Europe oh, sure. thing, and, and it's just it, there's going to be a head financially, not quality wise, but financially. So sure. why would why would why would uh, EPL want to lose any market share? This is a way for them to get more. See? <laughs> I've got I've got three of your first potential okay. uh, partnership affiliations with European franchises right here, mm -hmm. and it's easy. There are sister cities around the world. There There's Montpellier in France, France right? Leeds mm -hmm. in England, mm -hmm. and Mainz in Germany. Yeah, There's three clubs right there. Right, and you've already seen a couple of clubs in Germany. Uh, uh, Schalke, for example, they they came yeah. over here and aggressively. Uh, tried to market, do some marketing in St. Louis, uh, a couple other places. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we haven't. I think. I think that's. I think that's massive with going to that calendar and just creating buzz, especially right. if you go with a pro rel. Right. So to create even more discussion, mm -hmm. uh, just for shits and giggles, if they were to have pro rel this past year, mm -hmm. uh, the bottom four. You know, if you would pick one from each of the divisions in USL, right. ironically, would be four teams already leaving. Right. That's Loudon, SKC two. Um, I'm sorry, one was Las Vegas. They're not leaving. Right. Uh, and then the Real Monarchs. So three of the four would be leaving. Going up would have been Union Omaha, right. Greenville Triumph SC, mm -hmm. Chattanooga Red Wolves, and FC Tucson. Right. And actually, that just made perfect sense ge geographically. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't we have just done it this year? Right. Um, roughly right now, though, doing a, a head count, you got 33 teams between the two divisions. Mm -hmm. If all listed leave. Right. And be interested to see how they would structure that. I think we need to be closer to 40. Right. To really do a useful pro-rel between the two levels. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I, th I think I think if they're going to do pro-rel, I think it's got to align with that calendar switch, too. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's got to be a year or two away so they get some firmer footing on who's here and who's not. Right. And, and I think you know, uh, the, United, the United States Soccer Federation is a big key in this, too. Because, yeah. you know, they, they've... They've signaled. There's been signaling about separation from MLS with the whole something, uh, you know, Soccer United marketing no longer part of U.S. soccer. They're going to mm -hmm. build their own marketing ring. So there's a little bit of a divide there between them and MLS, as it should be. <clears throat> but the whole MLS thing aligned on an international level, getting Mexican teams, and if they build that, and eventually even more in Canada, um. I'm just curious as to what kind of backslapping and what kind of under the table stuff's going on with them in FIFA to make that happen. Yeah, you know, and and then or that's my only concern about is the United States Soccer Federation, you know, being douchebags. And oh yeah, because MLS is their baby. Yep. I mean, they're they're going to do whatever they can to protect it, but at the same time, you know, that's mm -hmm. where I think I think USL can have a great brand <clears throat> as 
the rebels. Yeah, you know, totally. We're not having your calendar. We're not following your calendar. Right. We're doing what we want to do. Right. We're going to do promotion relegation because you're too scared to. Right. You know, we're going to follow the rest of the world because they figured out soccer. Right. Right. They're doing it well. Exactly. You're not. I don't know, man. You are failing. <clears throat> you you can't even get. You can barely get a quarter of a million people to watch television. It is just. It is this. It's this 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 pyramid made out of out of paper mache. It's so weird. Yeah. And, and if you want even further evidence of that, I'm going to say this. MLS is just following USL right now. They're just following in their footsteps. Okay. MLS Next Pro is just USL League One. Right. MLS Next is just League Two and the Academy League. Mm-hmm. And this has already been in effect. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, total clubs underneath the umbrellas, MLS has 171. Wow. You think that's a lot until you hear USL has 190. Yeah, that's true. If you talk about League Two. League Two and the Academy, and the Academy League. League. That's right, bud. And the USL has a leg up already with the USLW League and the Super League. You hear that? Man. You know, <clears throat> one thing One thing I hate about all this, though, is still the scheduled time frame, but if Europe it can achieve winter soccer, mm-hmm. so can we. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say, I advocate we go further. You know, I'm going to say no more draws. Okay. Sudden death, sudden death PKs NHL style. Wow. Losing team gets one point, winners get two. Wow. That would be different. You wow. you want excitement at the end of a game? It doesn't end one one or nil nil. Well, I'll, I'll take you one step further. You ready? Back yes. in the day, the the, the running PKs, the, the thirty five yard line PKs. Yes. Let me tell you something. You want my uh, dude? I'm literally. I'm not making this up. I'm not. Ma- the hair is standing up on the back of my neck thinking about watching these. They were yes. so amazing. And here's the thing: when they used to do that in the late seventies, Beckenbauer. Yeah. All the big players that came over here, they're like, we love this. Why can't we do this in Europe? You know what? I, I'm going to take your idea and add okay. to it. I'm going to add a cherry on top. Let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. And both players start at the same time. Wow. <laughs> First one to score wins. That'd be funny. Oh, my gosh. See, that's amazing. And, and not, and you know what? If the, if the ball is saved, the ball is saved mm-hmm. and it's ricocheted, keep playing. Yeah, man. If the ball is saved. <clears throat> Next guy up in line has to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like knockout. That's tremendous. Let's see. Let's it. see what I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start wrapping up with this. MLX Next Pro, this is just triple A. Yeah. It's a lot of the two teams in USL who were already laughing stocks in terms of support and attendance. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't laughing stocks on the field, which is gonna hurt a little right. bit. Right. You know, as much as Red Bulls couldn't draw people, they were a thorn in our ass. Yeah, they were. You know, Atlanta United two tend to always play us tough. Yeah. SKC too. I'm gonna miss Jake Davis. <laughs> I'm gonna miss not seeing him fail. fail. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think I think all this shows how concerned MLS is. I'm gonna say that yeah. because USL announces three tiers, mm-hmm. and coincidentally, a couple years later, oh hey, we got MLS next and next pro. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I think I I I think I'm gonna re- I'm reading between the lines here a lot. Right. But I am not. I'm not concerned about what they're doing at all, right. because we are already three steps ahead of them. Right, and that's you know, mm-hmm. and, and we and we have a women's league, two women's right. leagues on top of right. it. Right, you know, if, if anything, <clears throat> I, I would put all of my chips on USL right now mm-hmm. with the moves they're making, and I I sincerely hope they make the changes we've discussed. Yeah, man. New calendar or not new calendar, but European calendar and going to pro rel. Mm-hmm. If you want discussion in this in this nation and and some buzz around the world, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a three-step thing to this. Like I said, number one, well, you mentioned two of them already. The European calendar and promotion relegation. The third piece of this that I really think would make this exciting is European affiliation. And being affiliated with clubs over there. Because here's my fear and the great, great fear that I have of this MLS deal. If they decide, if, if it turns into where they just become a tidal wave, they're going to want AAA baseball. There's no doubt they're going to want AAA baseball. They're going to want pure affiliations, and it's going to be the same as the Bats here with the Reds. The reason yeah. I never really became a Bats fan is because I don't see them as Louisville Bats. I see them as Cincinnati, nope, Cincinnati Reds, Reds, too. Agreed. Yep. And I'm afraid that that's going to be the thing, that they're going to turn around and they're going to say, all right, well, you know, don't worry. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be that. And then it's that. You know what I'm no. saying? It, it's just just appeasement, right? And and that's no. my big big concern is that, sure. and then all of this is dead. All of this, I, yeah. I mean, it's, I'll say it, I'll say it straight up. It'll be dead to me. I mean, it'll be it'll be the kind of thing as opposed to what it is now, which is my you know my team. Yeah. As to, then it'll be like eh, I got nothing to do tonight. Well, see, I, 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 <clears> I'm going to play devil's advocate for that okay. idea. Because, you know, they talked about trying to recruit independent clubs to MLS Next Pro. Yeah. And if you're an independent club, I mean, and you're, I mean, if you're in NISA, it makes sense. Um, You know, but if you're an independent club, why would you go to MLS Next Pro when you can go to USL? Because what's, yeah, what's the upside of Next Pro? Is is MLS really going to push Next Pro ahead of MLS? Right, right, right. No, well, you're not going to get any stage. You're not going to get anything. Depends on the entrepreneurial spirit of the individual owning the team, I guess. You know, but still, but like, you know, you're never yeah. going to have that TV time. You're never going to get anywhere. Right. All you're going to do is secure, like you said, your own slow death. Right. Your slow death via bureaucracy and hierarchy. Agreed. That's all you're going to do. Totally agree. Whereas instead, you can come to this thriving USL right. where you can move up and down. Yep. You have a chance to be on a stage. Yep. You're not you're not you're, you're not traveling to an empty stadium to play SKC two. Right. <laughs> you know, you're, you're you know you're traveling away to Birmingham to play in front of a full stadium. Right. right. Um, and I think that's the selling card, mm. and that's the selling point is you go to Next Pro, you are signing your death warrant as a soccer yeah, club. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Totally agree. Because what what is MLS's incentive at all to push that league None. beyond? All right. Here's our players who aren't playing on Saturdays for for MLS. It's about control. Nothing more, nothing less. Like I said, my last thing will be this. Don Garber said it, which means he wants it. And that is he wants all of professional soccer under the MLS umbrella. And he's not just talking about the United States anymore. So that's his thing. And when he does that, obviously you focus on your top teams. And you're going to do whatever you can to sell, you know, your biggest your your biggest uh, ticket items. So that means all these other teams that you want to bring in here are there to support the big teams. Period. Mm-hmm. And you do whatever you have to do to make sure that the top talent plays in those teams. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying the, the the whole and and you know Edwards has done a phenomenal job. I think that you know he's continuing with this, knowing. I mean, obviously he knows this stuff is over his shoulder. So. Dude, I, I I really am going to watch the next four years, three years. You know, they'll announce the Mexico thing in a couple of years before twenty twenty six, and and then we'll see what what this turns into. You got anything else to add? Mm-hmm. 
or just say, you know, I'm going to put, you know, how we always say we put our faith and trust in the Louisville mm -hmm. City and Racing Administration. Yep. I'm doing the same in USL for one simple reason, because they are not MLS. Hear that, brother. They've proven to be outside-the-box thinkers. Yes, they have. Um, they're not afraid <clears throat> to tackle problems. <clears throat> and I, I sincerely hope at the end of these winter meetings, you know, we hear word that they voted on a number of substantial things. Right. I have no reason to believe they won't. Right. Uh, especially with this news of MLS Next Pro and its early 90s graphic designing mm -hmm. um, or whatever they used. Right. <laughs> Again, I just can't. I can't just whatever. Yeah. Whatever they did. Right. It still gives me a headache staring at that I thing. Agree, pal. If Louisville City even tried to run, run something out like that, I think the administration building would be on fire. <laughs> Fans would have already burnt something down. Right. But, you know, just, just to wrap it up with a, with a bow. Yeah, man. Good job, everyone in the Louisville soccer community. No matter what MLS does, we will we will keep on doing what we do, being a, a symbol to the rest of the nation in terms of, you know, being a great soccer community and a great soccer culture. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And uh, we'll come back soon, and uh, we'll talk some more about some more stuff. We'll have more information soon, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. All right, brother. I really appreciate you being a part of the show, and uh, I will talk yes, to sir. you very soon. Yes, sir. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. As always, want to thank Joey Cecil for his invaluable contribution. I mean, he's an awesome dude, and this show doesn't happen without him. So um, just really appreciate him taking the time uh, to be a part of it. And I want to thank you for listening. Uh, once again, is on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share. Share the love. I always love saying that. Anyway, I'm going to end it with this today. Um, <clears throat> today's a, a kind of a big day. Um, 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And it, it, it changed the course and direction of so many lives. Um, you know, my father, two of my uncles who served um, in the Navy. Um, it was just a, a huge event, obviously. And such a senseless act of violence that spiraled this country and pulled this country into a horrible war where so many people were killed. And it's sad when you think about it. <clears throat> we can reflect back on it now, right? 80 years. But you know what? Here's the thing. You can always find good. And I, this, is, this is my philosophy on life. You can always find good. You know, it changed my father's life. My father's life was would have been much different. If he didn't serve and, um, you know, he was raised in you know, foster homes and boys town and, you know, who knows what it would have ended up, you know, how his life would have ended up. And for all that we lost, they preserved a way of life and an ideology. We're not perfect. We don't get it right as much as we need to. That's for sure. But we do pretty good, you know, and it's constantly being tugged at, especially now. So much going on. Jeez Louise. Always stop talking when that part happens. <laughs> I just love that. Man, we have a lot to fight for every day. Be thankful. I'm not saying you don't acknowledge the things that need to get better. Of course you do. But acknowledge what we're doing well. And it came at a price, man. So much senseless death during that period but here we are thankful for their sacrifice and I'm thankful 
and my love to all of those men and women who served back then, to all the men and women who serve now, and my love to all of you. You are awesome. Man, just day at a time. Let's get it right, right? Anyway, one more show before Christmas. We'll talk to you then. This is Joseph Valla for the Center Forward Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the holidays, man. I love you. We'll talk to you soon.